0: Welcome to the Pimp your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about leveraging your existing knowledge, unique skills, or passion to build a thriving creative business. I aim to show you what's really possible when you stop letting fear have all the fun and start taking action towards your goals. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting PimpYourBrilliance.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pimp your Brilliant. I'm so glad that you're here. This is episode 89, and you can find show notes at pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash 89. So it's been a few weeks. Let's just clear the air. It's been a few weeks. I know I have not been posting episodes as consistently as I would like to, but you know, this pandemic thing, it ain't no joke. Everyone in my house is still home, and I had the neighbors from... H-E double hockey sticks move in two months ago with their barking dog, so it has been a real challenge to get a show recorded, to find a moment where there's not someone in the house making noise or talking to me or the dog barking. It has been a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, but I'm glad that I have the time to record this episode for you today. I'm going to try to get a few more episodes recorded today so I can have a few in the queue but I also have a life update. I bought a house like my very very first house. My husband and I put an offer on a house the day after I opened the doors for the Brilliance Lounge. So I relaunched the Brilliance Lounge July 1st and then July 2nd. We saw a house and I loved it and I knew that had to be the house and we put an offer on it. They accepted and in a few short weeks, we are going to be closing and moving into that house. And I am ecstatic. <laughs> um, it's going to be really great to, one, have a dedicated office space again and to have a door so that we don't have to hear my husband taking his work calls. And mostly so I can be more consistent with recording episodes for you and even doing some video because I have some ideas for video. I bought a teleprompter so I could do more video, and yet and still I have not done any video. So I'm really looking forward to the move. The next couple of weeks are going to be kind of tight and scrambly. I've been on this wild, emotional roller coaster getting everything together in order to secure the mortgage, but we're clear, we're clear to close, we're ready to go. So I'm I'm really, really excited. And I can't wait to show you guys pictures of the house. It's super cute. I, I, I'm like over the moon. But anyway, that's a bit of a life update I thought I would share with you. But let's talk about today's episode because we're talking about lead magnets. Over in the Brilliance Lounge, we are talking about list building, how to get better at email marketing. And this is one thing that I noticed some of the members were missing. They don't have opt-ins or any type of lead magnets. And we're working on that. But I also thought I would share with you a few elements that I think make a really effective lead magnet. You cannot overlook having an email list. It's very, very important. If you want to be successful online, if you want to sell products, you want to launch and sell things, you need an email list. You need a list of people who have signed up to learn about your business, who are eager to know about the products that you create and who you serve. That's what your email list is for. One of the ways that you get people on your email list, of course, you can ask them, Hey, sign up to get updates. But that's boring. That doesn't entice anyone. What you really need is an effective lead magnet. An effective lead magnet is going to draw in the right people. It's going to help qualify them to be primed and ready to purchase your product. It's going to help you build a relationship with people who are potential buyers. There's so much good that comes out of email marketing. So I'm hoping over the course of this month, I can help demystify a few things for you, help you feel better and more secure with email marketing so that, one, you set up an email list if you don't already have one, two, you create an email lead magnet that's going to impress your people and get them to hand over their email address, and then three, you actually start sending emails to people. That's what we're going to cover all month long. But first things first, let's start at the beginning by talking about the four elements of an effective lead magnet. I don't care who you speak to, you're not going to be able to get away from having some type of incentive to get people to give you their emails. At this point, emails are like the new phone numbers. People don't want to give them out because we have to worry about issues like spam and email scammers and all kinds of unsavory things that can go on on the internet. So people have gotten really, really protective about their email addresses. So what do we do as smart marketers, brilliant creatives? We have come up with a way to bribe or incentivize people to give us their emails. And we do that with our lead magnets, your opt-ins, your freebie bribes, your quizzes. All of these are ways to convince people who we think we can serve to give us their email address. And when done right, it works. People will hand over their email address, no problem. But the thing is, you have to know the parts of an effective lead magnet. No one wants to give up their email address simply for the privilege of getting emails from you. People don't care. Being honest, they really just don't care that much. But if you give them a reason, if you give them value, a lot of times they will give you their email address or at least the email where they want like the bulk of their mail to go. Some of us have multiple email addresses. So that's what I want to talk about today. And I have distilled it down to four elements. Four elements that I think make up a really effective lead magnet. They're not hard things. I just want to draw your attention to them. So as you go and brainstorm, what would be a good lead magnet for your audience? If you don't already have one, you'll keep these four elements in mind. So the first one is, it's well-designed. You should have seen this one coming. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you should know by now, when it comes to graphic design, I'm kind of vain. I want things to look good, so the graphic designer would not let me breeze over this point. We cannot skip over the fact that we consume with our eyes first. Even though we know we're not supposed to judge books by their cover, we do. And a nicely designed lead magnet will make you look more professional. If your lead magnet doesn't hold visual appeal, buyers are less likely to interact with it because they've already made a judgment about its quality or its usefulness. And you want to be very useful when you're creating your lead magnets. You want to wow people. And a really easy way to do that, a really quick fix, is to use Canva. It's beginner friendly design software. You can use it to design your lead magnets. And if you want to take it up to the next level, you can purchase templates from places like Creative Market and customize them with your brand colors and your brand fonts and cap in Canva. And your lead magnets will look amazing very professional. And here's a little bonus tip. I'm only sharing it with you. Don't share it with anybody else. One of my favorite stores on Canva to buy templates from is called Basil and Bark. I'll put it in the show notes for you so it's easy for you to find. But Basil and Bark, she makes some amazing templates from everything from lead magnets, Pinterest pins, slides. I mean, so much stuff. If you have a creative business, bookmark it because you'll be going back over and over again to get templates from there. So that's my first little tidbit. Make sure your lead magnet is well-designed. It doesn't have to be the most amazing thing graphically, but it should be looking polished and professional. That's that's what you're going for here. My second thing is it serves as the pre-step to a paid product. Now, here's the thing that people overlook all the time when they're creating their lead magnets. They just think, oh, I should create something free. And if it's free, it'll work. People will give me their email addresses. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But you want the right people to give you their email address. You want people who you can potentially help with your paid product to sign up for your list, because ultimately your job is going to be to sell to them. So I want you to think about what is the pre-step to your paid product? What's the pre-step that people need to complete before they pay to work with you? So I want you to think back to being in school. When you were going to take Algebra 1 or Algebra 2, you had to take the prerequisite first, usually pre-algebra, then Algebra 1, and then Algebra 2. Same thing with English. You had to take English 1 before you took English 2. Those were your prerequisites. And the whole point of taking those prerequisites were to make sure that you were ready for more advanced coursework. We're not gonna move you on to Algebra 2 if you haven't mastered the concepts or really gotten an understanding of the concepts for Algebra 1. So your lead magnet plays a similar role in helping your audience get up to speed. So when you're thinking about the pre-step, you need to think about what does your audience need to know before they invest in a paid offer or decide to work with you. The pre-step, whatever your lead magnet is, that helps your not, your audience close a knowledge gap. So here's an example of that. Let's just say I'm a coach and I'm coaching busy single moms. I have clients, they're showing up, they're overwhelmed, they're struggling with time management. And I know that my clients benefit the most when they have a basic understanding of where their time is being wasted. So a great pre-step would be helping my clients identify five daily time wasters that once they eliminate those would add an hour back to their day. So I could present this as a short guide with questions, asking them about different things they they do throughout the day in order to help them find those time wasters. And once they have identified those, they're feeling good. They're like, man, I've got an hour back in my day. I'm recognizing patterns where I'm wasting time. Boom, I've helped them get a win and I've closed an information gap for them. And now they're primed. I basically qualified them to be able to work with me, to be ready to work with me. Because that's a thing that coaches really struggle with is having clients who could be a good fit, but they're not ready because they haven't done the pre-step or they haven't completed some type of coursework. So they're close, but they're not, there's a huge knowledge gap that has to be closed. And your lead magnet can do that work by closing that knowledge gap for you and getting people prepared and in the right headspace to work with you. The third element of an effective lead magnet is, it delivers a quick win for your audience. You want your audience to get the information that you provide in your lead magnet and be able to pull it out and put it to use right away. This is not something that you want them to take hours or days to be able to implement. You want to give them a really quick win, something that gets them excited about what's possible. And the easiest way to gain your audience's trust is to solve their problems. In fact, if you are a creative business owner, this is the exact reason you're in business, because you saw a problem and you created a solution for it. And if you haven't found a solution for the problem yet, keep working at it because this is where your money maker is. But you can and you should be using your content, your lead magnets, your freebies to help your audience achieve small wins. These small wins build confidence in your expertise. These small wins help position you better. These small wins make people feel like, man, if she's getting me a win for free at this level, imagine what she can get me if I paid her. Imagine the problems that she would help me solve if I bought her program. So these small wins are really important. So that might leave you thinking, well, how exactly do I help my audience solve their problems with my content? Well, you make sure that the content that you're creating is actionable. It gives them steps that they can take. Actionable content gives your audience a takeaway, a practice, something that they can apply right now. They're not trying to wait weeks for a result. They don't want to jump through hoops to get the answer. You lay out all the details right there. And you provide these quick fixes that show them how they can get this result. And you do this with small quick wins. It doesn't have to be something fancy and huge. It can be something as simple as I'm a social media strategist and my clients are trying to perfect their Instagram strategy, but instead of trying to give them the entire strategy as a quick win, instead I'm going to show here's how you can edit a photo in three minutes using an app on your phone. That's a quick win. That's something that gets people excited. It builds their confidence and it makes them think, man, if I'm doing this, I wonder what else I could do with that person's help. So quick wins cannot be overstated. You want to make sure whatever you're creating for your your audience, your freebie is going to give them some type of quick win. And it doesn't need to be hard. Please don't overthink this. Your lead magnet should not be something that takes you weeks on end to create. Maybe a day at tops. You want this to be a quick win that can be delivered to your audience in 30 minutes or less. Something they can consume and apply right away. That's what we're going for here. And then finally, my fourth element of an effective lead magnet is it has a call to action. Once you have someone that has subscribed, they've consumed your your lead magnet, don't leave them to guess what their next steps are. Tell them what their next steps are. There are plenty of options. But the thing that you want to focus on is telling them to do something or asking them to do something while you have their attention, because you're not going to have their attention for very long. So while you do, including a call to action helps move the interested members of your audience up a level on the relationship spectrum. And this is really important for email marketing. We're going to talk about it some more in a coming episode. But here's some examples of next steps that you can ask your audience to take. You can ask them to watch a free on-demand workshop. You can tell them about a premium offer related to this opt-in. Remember I said it should be tied to your premium paid product. You can invite them to join your membership. You can ask them to join your Facebook group. You can tell them to share it on social or to tweet you and give your give their takeaway. There's so many calls to action, but you want to make sure you ask somebody to take the next step. Calls to action are a great way to deepen your relationship with your audience because those engaged members are looking to take the next step. They want to know what's next. They're looking for more. And if you plan your funnels and your product paths right, the next step might just be a sale. And that's good for you. That that affects your bottom line. And ultimately, with your creative business, you want to make sales. If you're not selling, then you're not making money. And if you're not making money, you don't have a business. You have a hobby. And that's not what I want for you. So as a quick recap, the four elements of an effective lead magnet are, number one, it's well-designed. Number two, it serves as a pre-step to a paid product. Number three, it delivers a quick win for your audience. Something that builds confidence and makes them feel like, man, she gets results. And number four, it has a call to action. It tells them their next steps. It lets them know what you do now that you have finished this opt-in. So there you go. I hope that was really helpful to you and it explained some of the things that you should be thinking about when you're creating a lead magnet for your creative business. Before I let you go, I'm going to leave you with a call to action or your next steps. Number one, if you have not taken the info product quiz, which will help you figure out what type of info product you should create, there's five possible options that you can get. I highly suggest you take that. You can find that at pimpyourbrilliance.com. Backslash quiz. Number two, if you like the show, you like what I'm putting out content wise, please rate the show, especially if you are using an iPhone. Open up the podcast app, scroll, look for the show, scroll all the way down to the bottom and give me a review. You can leave just five stars if you like, or you can leave a comment. I appreciate it either way, but let me know how I'm doing with the show. And finally, If you have not already checked out the Brilliance Lounge, I want to invite you again to check it out. The new members that I have in there, my loungers, we're having a really great time. We're doing virtual co-working days. There's a lot of great feedback going on. They're working their way through the info product roadmap. And I would love to guide you to create your first digital product. If that's something that you're looking to do, you can find details and more information about that at brilliancelounge.com. And that's all for this week. But until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance.